Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike and Gerald Sport Podcast Show. Today you got only me, Michael. You got Mike today. Um, I hope your day's been going great. It's been a long week for me, I don't know about you, but I am ready for the 4th of July weekend. It's my birthday coming up on Monday, so happy birthday to me. I'm excited to turn a new age and just kind of going through this journey of this podcast. I think it's been really fun for me it's been a high opener to kind of let me know whatever you're consistent at and you put your mind to you can do it so i hope i'm encouraging somebody out there well you're not here to hear about me let me get into the topic for today transfer market has been hot guys i don't know about you guys but like i feel like i can't catch a breather like sometimes i check i check the calendar just like it's not 30 it's not the was it is it the 31st of august that is the deadline like, this is not transfer deadline day. Like, the way deals are happening, like, it's insane. It's like all this, all these clubs, they got all the money, they were ready, and they're just ready to spend. So, if you're like me, without uh, football, showing up in the morning and Saturdays, at least one thing that keeps you going is the transfer deadline. It's not boring. It's not silent. People are spending. People are selling. Saudi got the duffel bags. They got the they got the cab ready. They got the private jet ready, and they're ready to take anybody that wants to come to the Saudi league. So I'm 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 excited for what has been going on in the transfer market so far. Uh, my agenda today uh, is very very focused. I, the way I look at it, it's kind of categorized into like the different clubs that has been that have been active in the transfer window so far since our last episode. So the first one I'll dive into, and for those of you wondering, Jared is not here. He's he's trying to get ready for the Fourth of July weekend, so he has abandoned me. I'll say it here: he has abandoned me. But uh, I I understand, man. It's the summer season, vacations are coming up. You gotta enjoy yourself. I was out in Europe enjoying myself, so everybody deserves deserves some time off. Uh, but today you're just going to be hearing my voice and my thoughts about the transfer window so far. It, it's been really, like I said, really, very active. The first couple of points that I have here to talk about is mostly surrounding Chelsea. Chelsea has been busy in the transfer window, but in a very different manner than we've seen them. We're used to Chelsea being the buying club. Just buy, buy, buy. Don't worry about the consequences We'll worry about that later. We we'll get the FFP ban for one season, and we'll come back and win the Champions League. Actually, <laughs> shit out there. But Chelsea is always typically known as being the buying club. But this time, Chelsea is the selling club, and it's like they got the coach boss outside Stamford Bridge, and they're just like, "You, how long is your contract? You're not good enough." Next, Saudi, you want it? We, we got him for half off, thirty percent discount. So Chelsea's out here selling people on discounts, on giveaways, on freeze. First was Golo Kante that headed out to the Saudi League. I can't remember the names of the team, so don't ask me. Uh, but you can Google it yourself. Uh, Kante led the charge. and It's been just an open-door policy um, since then. What's kind of shocking is that somebody shared a picture that I saw on Twitter and they showed the team that were in the dressing room celebrating the Champions League trophy. And the way they kind of highlighted it was just people that left were in black and white and people that are like are still like active in the squad, like in colored. 
And it was kind of jarring, kind of seeing a massive clear out of players, whether good or bad, or the ones that we wish we didn't have uh, a ban during that period, like Rudiger, Christensen. I don't let Christensen go. I have no art for Christensen. But Rudiger, I would not let him go. But timing was not just great. Excuse me. Timing was just not great for Rudiger. Um, and now, like, we're seeing the likes of Koulibaly, who wasted the call to my captain, my very own captain, John Terry, all that. See, that's why sometimes, you know what, I'm going to go off a tangent a little bit on this Koulibaly matter. That's why sometimes you have to come in and just humble yourself. Do your small uh, intro, like, hey, I'm here to win for the team and I'm going to give it my best. Don't do too much. When they sign you as a big player, sometimes you have to tell them to, you have to tell the club, just put me on the low-key side. If I if I ball out like hey I I I went out without I went out I went out with a bang I came in and fulfilled all expectation. Well, if you come in hot and you come and start fumbling, that's the case of Kulibali. So for those of you who don't know, Kulibali came during the summer like uh like uh I've come here to build a new John Terry kind of thing. He wore a number twenty six shirt when he was back in Napoli, and he's like I gotta have the number twenty six shirt. The thing about football is that, at least I don't know yet, is that typically they don't retire jersey numbers. So when Kulubali came in here, 26 is uh, is one of our legends, uh, John Terry's uh, preferred um, shirt number when he was at Chelsea. And then Kulubali was like, well, 26, I understand it's for a legend, but I got to have it because if I don't have it, I can't play good. I got to ask Kulubali. Did they put 62 or is it 62 that they give to you that you're not playing well or is it 26? Because I don't understand what happened. Uh, but yeah, Kulibali flopped big time. Um, but for some reason, all the only thing I can put it to is my God is a is is a god of second chances. Eh? So if you have ever gone through anything in life, sometimes that you just wish you had an undo button or just like Maybe I can get away. Just give me a second chance. Chelsea got a second chance with Koulibaly because I don't know how they're able to still make something off of him. If any club watched Koulibaly last season, this man was a shell of himself. He couldn't keep up with the pace. He couldn't defend. He was getting yellow cards out here, like fighting MMA instead of playing. <laughs> he was you know, fighting UFC MMA instead of actually playing soccer. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, please take him off before it gets a red card. Like, anytime now, you can take him off. Uh, so it was kind of jarring, kind of watching him. So the outgoings, uh, if you haven't kept track, at least be according to Fabrizio Romano, who's my one trusted source when it comes to and James, uh, is it Jake, Jacob Hustin or something like that? There, there's some other report. But for me, Fabrizio hasn't said this. Sorry, I don't believe you. That's the truth. <laughs> so Fabrizio has confirmed a couple of sign a couple of outgoings. Like, you know, Kante went out on a free. We had uh, Koulibaly who went out for a prize, I think about 25 or so. Uh, we have Akin Ziyech uh, who potentially with great verbal, verbal uh, transfer fees. Uh, I'll come back to him later on. Mendy, Edward Mendy went ahead also uh, for fee because he was on his last year of contract. And then uh, who else do we have going through? See, this is very uncharacteristic of me. You see, 
Chelsea, if we sell people, I know the people. But because of the outgoings, like I'm like, I can't even remember who left or who stayed. Uh, we have Mason Mount going. We have Harvard going. Harvard, um, Mason Mount obviously went to English clubs. Uh, and, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. My thought so far is I'm glad, man, because FFP is like everybody, like if everybody is waiting for Chelsea, FFP to come for Chelsea, but my God, <laughs> my God is what you call a defender. He's my, he's my rock of ages. Our, the God of Chelsea is fighting for us because Saudi came in big time. I don't know what Avat had fed to Jorginho to their gift to Ateta, but Asna are bailing us out. Mind you, <laughs> I'll come to you later. That's a separate, different point. You bailing us out also. But like, so far, I'm looking at the transfer figures that we're about to rake in for just selling players. Um, we're about to rake in about almost 220 million pounds, I believe. Um, and I think some of this is including add-on. So give or take about at least 200 million pounds being brought in for transfer sales. And some of this, some of the guys we were selling, uh, well, some of them were selling at a loss and we're selling also uh, academy, like a priced academy uh, draw also. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's shocking that Chelsea can actually hold themselves. Like, have you ever had... A situation where Chelsea is like, wait, Chelsea actually they didn't just buy things on a on a whim. They didn't rush into buying things. Like it's very, it's a very new new side of Chelsea that I have to get used to because I say as a fan, I'm just like something's wrong. Like are we Arsenal in disguise? And then they switched our team. Like not because it's just because of the the way we how good we're doing business after the crazy like summer and winter splurge. Uh, but I'm really glad because I think even some of the some of the problems that Chelsea had faced in the past in the dressing room or bloated score, we need to trim down. Now we are trimming down and then we have an enemy of progress that are uh, saying, oh, why, why are they able to sell off like that? Gary Neville, I'm talking to you especially. You are never going to listen to you, but anybody who's who's on Gary Neville's side, you are you are getting this <laughs> you are getting this buzzer <laughs> as a straight bullet. Like I don't understand, like if people want to buy something, like why you gotta find a reason why we can't sell them? Like, I I, I think I I'm kind of going on to my next point, which is um is there a conflict of interest with uh, the Saudi ownerships uh who have like a very minor percentage stake in uh in in Chelsea's consortium or the company that is part of the consortium? Um, like like people are just pulling like finding needles in a haystack now. Like that's kind of what I feel because. Uh, the same Saudi owners are the same ones that own Newcastle. So why would they benefit Chelsea? And then why why would they do Chelsea a favor when they already have a team in Newcastle? Already have an ownership and stake in Newcastle. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like make it make sense. Uh, so for me right now, I'm just I just feel like people are just people are just surprised that we're able to do. We recognize the opportunity, which is one of the things that I, at least I'll credit uh, Todd Bowley and. Uh, and the ownerships of being able to quickly identify opportunities and just maximizing it. People call it loopholes, but if let me let me give it to you for those of people for folks listening in the U.S. Um, if, if you're filing your tax refund and you find that there's some sort of um, and maybe a property or you bought like a, a new car or something like that that has tax benefits that help you take advantage of certain things so you don't pay more. Like 
Are you not going to take advantage where you'll be like, oh, no, it's a loophole and I don't want to. T-. No, you're going to take advantage. It's business. It's it's money and it's a way for you to save money. And so you don't have to be the one begging people to take off your t- take place of your of your hands. So I kind of understand the, the reasoning and the rationale. Uh, uh, I can't even speak now because I'm so excited. Uh, I don't understand the rationale being not behind um like oh the, the, we have to hold like when i when the news came out i was just like bro you're just a hater right now i'm not talking about gary Neville. like when i saw it's like is oh we have to hold and make sure that everything uh from the saudi this thing we have to check their finance i'm like bro when they're about to when uh saudi and the emirates the qatar emirates i want to are bidding this thing you are not pausing to check where the money is coming from but when it's chelsea now you want to pause now nah, it don't work like that um I just don't like this earlier than thou uh, mindset because everybody's benefiting one way or the other. I think one of the things that I credit Chelsea for doing is that they quickly identified players that they knew that they just there was no they don't have they didn't have a long term plan for them with the incoming coach. And they what they've done is as soon as the transfer window opened up, they moved quickly. Now I'm seeing like for example Man Yu um coming out with a list of oh these are the players that we want to sell and like these are the price like you should have been done that before this like once the season ended you should know people you're going to move forward with and people you're not going to move forward with chelsea just acted fast and they found the opportunity and they're taking advantage of it because um we're not the only club benefiting from this saudi uh, splurge of money wolves are benefiting imagine neves going for almost almost 45 or 50 um 50 million like who's buying nevers for 40 or 50 million like (laughs) that's cap like i'm just saying like nevers at at most you are getting you are getting 30 that's with add-ons that's 25 plus add-ons for for ruben nevers um uh, so i i just i just feel like people are just trying to find reasons where they're fine they're trying to find like i said they're fine trying to need in a haystack there's there's nothing there to find there's no tread if you want to pull it you can pull it but you're just going to waste your time. So Chelsea has been doing great business so far. The incomings, um, like Nkoku coming, we already bought, bought him for a while, but it was just kind of hush-hush until um, uh, the Leipzig uh, season was over. Uh, he's a great asset. We also we also have verbally confirmed um, Jackson. I can't remember his name. I think it's Nicholas Jackson, uh, a striker from uh, Villarreal. Is it? Yeah, Villarreal is not severe. It's from Villarreal. Um, I'm pretty excited for 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 him starting. Um, I like this sort of low key approach, not so big spending and hundred million kind of cent spending. Let Poch actually have time to assess what he has, and then has a, have a full season to then identify. Okay, what are the big name players or the big signings that we want to bring in? Like have him let him have time mold the team and shape it into what he wants. Um, so I, I'm really excited for what Chelsea's been doing. Next point I have here is just um, Mason Mount's transfer to Mayu. My thoughts about that. like, And the question I kind of put here is, are we looking at another De Bruyne and Salah situation here where we don't appreciate the players' talent and gifts and then they just go into another rival's team and they just they kind of blow up? Um, I don't think so for me. I feel like I've seen enough of Mason Mount for me to just say, I, the reason why, and for those who don't know, the re- Mason Mount has one year's he had one year left on his contract at Chelsea. Um, Chelsea had proposed, uh, they proposed a contract for him before he went and woke up. He had some, hey, I want this more. 
I don't know who gave him a verbal confirmation that his counter was, uh, they, they were going to sort that out when he came back from the World Cup. But when he came back, he just didn't hear anything. Um, and then I think sometime in January or something like that, they try to do like, oh, let's do a one-year renewal kind of deal where we can still have another two more years with you and they will figure out what we want to do about the contract. And he was just not buying it because he was like, I've been here, I've suffered with this club, I've won championship with this club. Like, I should be paid like a big boys. But my problem with Mason Mount, for me personally, um, I have no hard feelings about him going. He's been a servant of the club. Um, played from the youth, youth rank to becoming a full-time starter. My thing for him with Mason Mount is I just don't see... Um, somebody said this best, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, people's opinion divided, whether people are for it or people are against it. But somebody said this best. They said, like, I just, I don't know where he's great at. Like, Mason Mount is a good player. Do not get me wrong. Like, mind you, got a good player. But I just don't know where he's, he's outstanding in. Like, I don't know what position he's outstanding in. Part, like, part of that is, is part, partially Chelsea's fault. Um, I think a lot of it's Chelsea's fault because... We had different managers coming, and they were just misusing him. And giving him, giving somebody who's very young and still molding and becoming who he, who's supposed to be, like the kind of player he wants to be, like shaping up to be that kind of player. He was being played in different positions. We'll play him out on the wing. We'll play him out as first nine. We'll play him playing DM. Like we we were misusing him. Um, I think the best position he played or the best season he had was under Lampard. When he actually really played the ideal, I guess, I don't know if it's number 8 that he wants to play or number 10. Because um, number 10, he's not great as number 10 because he's not good at picking up passes. He likes receiving the ball and running behind. So he kind of somewhat like plays that, like, he, I think he's best playing that Havertz role behind the striker. Like, just being that person that can receive the ball, make runs. Um, that's that's the ideal position, so more of like a central attacking mid, mid. That's what Mason Mount, I think, is most proficient as. And that's kind of what really, like, when the transfer, or when the Man U transfer came up, I, I first I was skeptical. I'm like, where is he going to fit into the Man U team? Because I don't know. If you want to play him in the Ericsson position, he's not a pain. Like, Ericsson is a, I receive the ball, I can spread it out, I can move the ball with my foot. Like, Mason Mount can move the ball with his foot, but the problem is, He's not, he can't just pin, like, he can't pick a pass. Like, he can't see somebody on the left side and try to just spray it over. Like, he's not that proficient. Like, um, he's, 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 at least he's not a specialist. Like, he can pass, but he's not a specialist in it. So, it, it kind of baffles me why. Maybe Man U is wants to change their shape and play more of a 4-3-3 sort of um, position, like, uh, formation. Maybe that's what they're moving to. But then I question, like, where does Bruno, uh, where does, um, where does Cas- Casemiro, uh, Ericsson, Fernandez, like Fred, like where, where do all these people fill in? Like, is it now, are you playing a uh, Mount, Fernandez, and Casemiro kind of role where Mount is the one that kind of drops deep and uh, drops deep and plays that box to box? Like, is that what you want Mount for? But I, only my you fans can let me know. Unfortunately, Jared is not here. He will have been the one to shed more light into it. <laughs> I can tell he's not happy with the deal. But my you, I just got to tell you, like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> May God 
in your desperate time of needs, may you find helpers. Helpers that will just help you. <laughs> you don't understand why they are helping you, but they will help you. <laughs> will you find helpers in the time of need? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's about it. Well, so for me to answer that question, I don't think we're looking at another De Bruyne or Salah situation. Like Salah, you could see Salah where he preferred to play. We just had a very horrible coach uh, during that period that was just trying to mold him into somebody he's not. Like Salah knew where he wanted to play. De Bruyne knew where he wanted to play. They were they were great when they went to other teams. Um, when Macy Mount was a derby, I don't think he was like the overall like outstanding or outshining player there when it was a derby playing other teams. So yeah, I time will tell. That's the truth. Time will tell to see if this is kind of that De Bruyne thing. But if I can get sixteen mil for for a, for an academy graduate like. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. And I, I got to give it to Chelsea for sticking to their guns because they were potentially looking at letting Mount go for free. And they were like, no, you pay us something close to our valuation of 60 mil or you're not, we're not selling him. We let him go for free. We balling like that, all right? That's what Chelsea is. Just like we balling like that, all right? You want to have him, you got to pay up for him. <laughs> so I, I really like that, uh, that Chelsea didn't cower because me, I, I will not lie to you. When I was reading the Fabrizio news, because it was either sell him now, because he wasn't signing, it was it was not going to renew his deal. So it was either sell him now or potentially lose him for free. I was I was like, if I was the, the, the sporting director, I'm like, my, my bad, my bad, all right. Bring, bring the 50. We'll manage the 50 like that. But the fact that they got 55 from him with a had with a I don't know five, you know, like that's impressive. It just shows that you're not gonna push us around. We know he's on one here. Whoopsie do is not great news. Like you run the risk. Like my um, my you also had the risk of hey yeah you think you're gonna get him for free. Watch Pochettino come make him into a a brilliant player. He has an outstanding season and then he changes his mind because there's that emotional connection that Chelsea has to him. So my you did have a um they did have a risk of losing a player that they really wanted. I don't know why. I don't know where. Like some managers in this <laughs> in this transfer window, they're making calls. I'm just like, what? Where is he gonna play in your team? But we're gonna trust that they know better than I do, because <laughs> fans are asking questions. But we'll see how things kind of play out. The next point I have here is Mkuku's transfer to Chelsea. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, the question I have is where's his preferred position? For me, I think it's right behind a striker. So basically, playing that Avert's role is where i think so right behind the striker sometimes he can shift out left i think shifting out left to more of like a flown into the left wing is his preferred position but i i'm pretty excited about like seeing him play i've seen i watched a lot of his games i watched him play against man city and just get a hat trick and just be outstanding on a team that is not so high performing like um uh like leipzig so like given the fact that and he he was injured and still got the highest goal, joint highest goal scorer in the Bundesliga. And this is because Bundesliga actually they did they did like like a like a Lewandowski in there because Lewandowski will have run run away. But but the fact that he came in, he, he had a lot of injuries last season, still came in joint top scorer for the Bundesliga. And did he not no, okay, no, it's Bellingham uh, Bellingham that got uh, the playoffs in. But the previous season, he got to play of the season. So it's incredible that such a player with such impact, what he can have to such a team such as Leipzig. And I can't, I can't wait to see what kind of impact he has 
um, to to Chelsea uh, because, like, for me, I feel like Nkuku even has a higher ceiling coming in than Havertz did because Havertz was more of we're getting oh it's going to be generational and uh, potential. Like I'm seeing dividends of what Nkuku's already done. Like he's told you, I'm 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 not here joking. Like for anybody who was playing FIFA uh, FIFA Ultimate Team, like the, there's I think the previous one. Google was just getting man of the match, back to back, back to back, special cuts, back to back. Like I was insane. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see what Nkuku is going to do. Uh, the next thing that I have on my list is I have uh, Inter Milan um, signing Lukaku on loan uh, with an obligation to buy. Like that that uh, for me, uh, Inter Milan signing Lukaku on loan. Uh, Inter Milan they be- they better cough up the money, all right? They just been for anybody who understands, they have been in Jebu. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, and for those who understand, Jebu is somebody who, well, the Jebu have been, they're they are known for being stingy. That's kind of why we use that. So, for all my Nigerians listening, you, you know what? Inter Milan have been in Jebu at this point. Like, you got money, all right? Don't don't, don't tell me that second place in Champions League didn't, didn't get you something. Like, you got money. Uh, unless you are, <laughs> unless you are doing money laundering and you are in serious debt, <laughs> that you got you have other places that you have to pay money to. You got money, so cough up the money, stop being greedy. Because one of the people that actually wanted to sign Kulubali, this is me going on a tangent, was Inter Milan. Inter Milan was like, oh, so we want to sign Kulubali and uh, Lukaku, but we want them both on loan, where you pay most of their fees, uh, their 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 wages. I'm like, wait. Did you take me for a fool? Like, what do you put for mouse? What do you put inside your mouth? Do you think, are you sweet? One jazz me. One they whine me. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. So kind of seeing that uh, Inter Milan now they 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 they've seen that we're serious about we're not like if you're in, if you're not buying this guy you can, it's like look let me give you the analogy of what Inter Milan wants. Inter Milan is that friend. I don't have that friends anyway because all my friends they. <laughs> They they understand themselves, they respect themselves, they do good for themselves. But like it's having that one friend that wants to borrow your clothes, but you know he's balling, you know he got money, but he's always like, guy, let me borrow that shoe now. Let me borrow that shoe. But I'm like, guy, it's not like you are suffering, or it's not like you are doing Wendy's job. Like you 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 go to a nine to five and you're making decent money. Why you gotta borrow my stuff? Like if you want to buy from me, buy from me, or just go to the store and get it yourself. Like. <laughs> so anytime like that kind of friends where they just like let me borrow just borrow me a little bit and borrow me the shoe but you clean it so when I finish but borrow me like <laughs> nah it don't work like that so now that uh, what I'm reading so far is like there's um, conversations about Inter Milan um, wanting to sign Lukaku alone but they're now with an obligation to buy conversations will start next week so I'm pretty excited for that as Chelsea fan because Lukaku has been out born in a, you know what you eat fish and you try to remove the bones. <laughs> Lukaku is that one bone that snuck his way in there. You like, <laughs> you won't cough. You want to cough, but it's in the hang for your shoe. It's just dangling. Lukaku is that one bone in that shoe right now. Like it's just like, dude, just, just go, bro. Like, how is it that we even got into this entanglement in the first place? Like, if we're so in love with Inter Milan, like, why did you come to Chelsea in the first place? Like, it's so. It's annoying. Like, it's so annoying. Like, I've never seen somebody such a suck up 
that is like, oh, I'm so in love with this club. But you left. You left. If you didn't want to go, like, why did you go? Like, and the first sign of problem in instantly, you're like, oh, I want to go back to Italy. All right. Do, do you. Like, I, 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 I say this because, like, there's been so many, like, olive branches that have been extended to him, given the fact that we're now having, like, new managers and whatnot. We're like, hey, look, we could take, like, you could actually come back into the squad. You're good and whatnot. Like, you try to rebuild your reputation. But, like, he's just like, I'm not having it. I, I, want, I want to stay in Italy. All right. I do enjoy yourself. So, that's about it for Chelsea. Uh, the next one that I have on my list, this is probably should have been a top one, but... Since I'm by this is a bias show, you get what you get and you don't complain. <laughs> uh, uh, is Arsenal breaking the transfer record for the most expensive English man, uh, English player uh, for Declan Rice for 100, and, for 100 mil plus 5 mil add on? So, a total package of 105 million pounds. Wow. One thing I gotta say is, Arsenal, I'll give you roses, all right? Like, for the first time in probably a long time, Arsenal was like, I talked the talk and I walked the walk, all right? This is Arsenal walking the walk because they're like, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, all right? Because before, Arsenal is like, we like that player, but we don't get money. We're not, we're not going to buy him, but we like him. We really like him, all right? Let's even talk to the player. Player, you know we want you, but we're not willing to pay for you. But like, this is the first time Arsenal is like, we want him, we love him, and we're going to buy him. Um, I one thing that I wanted to get everybody's thoughts on. Uh, I saw this tweet. Um, I've forgotten her name. She's uh, I'll find, I I remember her name. She's a she used to be a director of football. She used to play for Chelsea. Also, I believe she also plays for the English team. Um, she mentioned that hey, like sometimes like directors, like managers and directors of football play this role where it's more like you want a player. But you know that your owners are not gonna they're not gonna spend the maximum amount of dollars um amount of money for him unless like like a rival or somebody comes for him and then and once your fans know that hey like we want that player now the ownership like being her ownership will pay will cough up the money and I kind of felt like she has a point there especially with uh the Arsenal Man City the De- Declan Rice situation because. I don't see what I don't see what bro Declan Rice was gonna play in Man City. So for anybody who didn't know, Arsenal placed the first two first two bids to West Ham. Um, West Ham said no, you're not gonna get Declan Rice for that much. We're, we're, we're selling if we if you're not bringing a hundred, <laughs> if you don't bring a hundred, <laughs> not bring a hundred hundred mil, we ain't talking. If it's not a hundred, <laughs> like like just park. So basically, um. Arsenal built for us to rejected by West Ham. And then next thing, Man City comes out of the blue, like, hey, what that what's going on with that Declan deal? Like we we we're saying what are we saying? What are we saying, West Ham? Like, I got 85 for you and plus 10. Like, so I think was it 85 or 80? Almost told him probably about I think total about 90 million. Um 90 million pounds for Declan. And then West Ham was like, no, we're not selling him. So West Ham out here thinking, oh, we, we got a betting work going on. We can sell this guy for a good 150, 120. So West Ham out here like licking their lips, rubbing their arms, and then um Arsenal comes in next. I think this was about probably two days ago or yesterday. Arsenal was like, you know what? Look, you said you want 100, 
Yeah, it's a hundred. There's one hundred mil plus five mil, and then Monster's like, nah, brah, we're we balling, we we balling like that. All right, we don't want no FFP problems. We already have case in court that has not been settled. <laughs> we don't want no wala. So take your player and what? And uh, kick a player and keep him. So basically, West Ham basically ended up with like basically um, Arsenal being the only one who wanted Declan for that for that money. Where I was going with this was that I I didn't see why Man City got into the bidding conversation in the first place. It, it just it Man City just got if you think about it, Man City just got Kovacic. They have Stones who could play DM. They have Rodri. They still haven't showed um, Bernardo Silva yet, so they still and they still have uh, Calvin Phillips. So like, did they just think without selling Calvin Phillips that they were just gonna chuck in rice in there, and then Kovacic they bought him for the bench, um, and then uh, only Rodri and Rice will start, and then Stones will come in as a like it just the same things were not clicking for me. So I kind of feel like. Going back to, um, I think, Enola, is it Enola or Enola? Enola, sorry, I say Enola, I don't give her name. Enola, I think that's her name. Enola something, I can't remember her name. But she's, she, she said that, like, sometimes, like, football directors and managers kind of play this game where it's like, you know what, I'm team one, you're team two, I want you to, I want you to put in a bid because I want to see where their max is and then come in later on. So, I kind of think that, that that's the what played out with this Arsenal thing because I didn't see what Man City needed Rice for. Even I think it was just more of like, hey, let's just show that we, we got money and we, we were in this also. But I, I just didn't see it. Um, next, Arsenal has signed uh, Kai Havertz. That's been official. And I think that we saw it on the, the, the video, I think yesterday evening. I think that's when I saw it. So, Arsenal, congratulations. Uh... Good luck. Best of luck with the Champions League winner. It can score you Champions League. So, the only way you can find Avatar useful is when you are in the Champions <laughs> Nah, I'm taking a make now. <laughs> Arsenal, I don't, I don't know what Teta's plan is with Avatar because I, I hear a lot of like, oh, he's going to play number eight. He's going to play next to... If you're going to be a box-to-box... If you watch Avatar and you think Avatar is a box-to-box mid, you smoking something, all right? You, you are... Maybe there's... Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> the Canadian smoke. <laughs> Canadian smoke has blocked your vision, cause I don't understand what you're saying. So you're saying Avert is not a number eight. Avert like to receive the ball. He can drop deep for a pass, but Avert is not playing any defensive position for you. He's not. He's not. He's not running up and down. I, I don't know if you've watched Harvard's game. Harvard is not running back and forth. He's not doing that back and forth sprinting. So I don't know what you want from him because Odegaard. Odegaard is a forward. Essentially, attacking mid, a proper number ten that really mostly is very offensive in nature. So you have two offensive players, and then you have Rice, like literally in the middle. Like unless you're you're drastically first, that's also changing your formation, and your style that from what you used to play. So I don't know. You have to do a lot of like retrofitting, retrofitting to to buy to fit uh, Havertz into your formation. And now going back to it. Um, the other question I had under this was that wh- where do you see where do you see Rice playing with Partey still in there? Are you is it for a fact that Partey is going? Because I'm reading contrary reports that says Partey is staying. Because Partey is like I didn't suffer for to, to get top four and now you are in the Champions League for me to now go to 
Saudi that they they're not even they don't have any European competition. Like I don't I don't come and do that. Like I'm staying. That's that's what we're hearing from from uh, Partey's camp. So Partey's staying. So are you gonna bench um, Partey? Is it a Partey Rice combination? Is this a Partey Alvarez combination? Like there are a lot of questions because we know Zaka uh, is going. So like there are a lot of questions that I have for Arsenal fans. Um, but hey. Arsenal fans, may the fourth be with you. Like, good luck. Thanks for running us that check. I hope you, whatever add-ons we had <laughs> for Havertz, I hope you meet those add-ons. We are rooting for you. Meet those add-ons and run us, out, run us the rest of our bonus check <laughs> when you're done. Um, the other uh, question I had for Havertz, uh, for, for Arsenal players was, where is... Um, um timber timber from ajax is a player that has been coveted by arsenal um there's been conversation with ajax and arsenal they want to sign him for i think 45 if you're spending that much money for a player like that like does he walk into your first 11 is it just a bench is this more of a squad depth situation At what position does does he play is it center back is it right back because i know he's played that um position also is is used to, he can play both right back and center back like what position is he ideally playing like i'm very curious to find out what your thoughts are about that so arsenal fans let me know let me know give me your thoughts um uh, your feedback deeply appreciate it because i i want to i want to get into the arsenal mindset because like i feel like you got money but you're spending the money in the wrong position like because for me if i were an arsenal sporting director like I'm not going for Harvard. This is a Rice Caicedo kind of summer. Like, if you actually wanted to get a, um, wanted to get like a good solid mid and get rid of party, this is a Caicedo Rice kind of summer. Like, and you just fortify that D. You have somebody who can go forward like Caicedo, who's got that stamina, versatility. Um, use him in the way you want, and you just leave Odegaard to just cook. Leave Odegaard to cook up there with the Saka and Martinelli. Don't even come back. Don't worry. We have two people that will just hold the fort for you. But nah, they they definitely go. <laughs> they got they got average. So <laughs> good luck with y'all. Um, the next thing I have on my list is Mayu. Mayu fans, do <laughs> are you alright? <laughs> are you happy with Messi Mount? Treating well is our boy. If we hear that Messi Mount is not eating well in the cafeteria. Or that your leaky roof. What I want to go and touch is duffel bag. We're coming for you, all right? We're going to be out there with signs saying, fix your roof. <laughs> now, nah, I'm, I'm taking a mic now. Oh, man. Ah, Jared went on a, on a vacation at the right time because I was prepared for him. Um, apparently, this is not a very famous or um, this is not a very well-received transfer for a lot of Manu fans that I know. Manu fans are craving for a striker, uh, box to box mid, or somebody who they hope somebody who potentially can play box to box mid is not what is on the top of their priority. But for somehow it's Ten Hag is like it's mid mount or or bust. Yeah, I don't know. Ten Hag has this like very like um it has this what's the word obsession. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. He has obsessions with like, if I want that player, if you don't get him, we are going to stay here until we get him. We are not signing anybody else, no other positions until we get him. 
Because that's literally what happened for the whole Frankie De Young situation. Is Frankie De Young or bust? If we do not get him, I don't have any other attack. No plan B, no C, no D. It's Frankie De Young or bust. And now so Frankie De Young no come my you. So <laughs> the matter will be there now. <laughs> my you fans, you have got your prized possession. I hope it becomes the Ronaldo that you are, <laughs> you are dreaming of because I don't get it. I don't get it. But my fans are they're not happy. I I, I checked Twitter. That's that's one of my friends. He saw my reaction. <laughs> you know yourself. <laughs> I put myself in there. <laughs> uh making myself known. All right, my fans. I I I your tears are my cup of no no I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing my fans. Hang in there, my fans. Don't worry. When the takeover happens, you are just going to ball out. You buy anybody, my fans. All right, don't worry. The Saudi or Qatar money or whatever is the uh, British billionaire, whenever the Glazers decide to sell, because the Glazers right now what they are doing is, have you ever played Monopoly? And because lately Monopoly is something that I, me and my wife we have we have enjoyed playing a lot. Have you ever played Monopoly and you're just you are you know you are going to go bankrupt at one point, but you are just you are mortgaging everything, just mortgage, mortgage. Mortgage. Oh, you you want is a lie. You don't want to give up. Glazers are in that situation. They know that they they just want to run this thing dry. And it's sad that you have such an ownership that don't really care and are not passionate about a club as big as Manu. Manu, like I saw a lot of Manu fans. Like you won a Carabao Cup, and it felt like it felt like the siege had been lifted. <laughs> That's how Mario fans have have craved for success for a while. Uh, you have the right manager, you have the right philosophy. Like all you need is an owner that gives not even five cents, two is too much. One cent, a owner that gives one cent of the club's future and what they want to achieve. That's all you need. But you got an ownership who is like, how much money is that back account again? Eh? <coughs> I feel like Glazers are the kind of people that, <laughs> again, obviously this is not like the reality, but like Glazers are that kind of people that they, they own a store and nobody really comes to the store, but like you have your faithfuls that just come and buy. And Glazers at the end of the day, like, wait, wasn't that, wasn't that, uh, wasn't the counter again? What wasn't the drawer? Oh, we, we got 20 and we need to pay bill. It's five, five bucks. Let me just give me the 15. Pay the bill for just the light on you. Don't change. Don't maintain anything else. Run me that 15 bucks. Use the five just to maintain and make sure the thing is, is still is still active. There's still lights. I feel like that's what the glazes are doing. <laughs> Again, this is my opinion from outside. My fans, you can tell me otherwise. How you feel your thoughts about that. But given the fact that you've been silent in this transfer window, like you should be selling. Like, why you should be selling at this point? Like, sell, loan, like, even, like, take advantage of the Saudi money, all right? Saudis are here, like, look, I'm trying to make my league famous, and whether it be a rejects or a retirees, we'll take it. And my are just, like, you got to figure out, like, talk to Bully, man. Talk to Todd Bully, like, who is your contact? Who are the people that you're, like, your G's that are helping you? Help me help you, like, help me. Like, that's what the Glazers need to be doing. But they are there doing... Nah, I still got... I, I still got a couple of things I can mortgage. I, I don't want to sell things off here. I, I can't declare bankruptcy now. 
So Blazers out there taking the time while the transfer window is flying past, and like players are going because preseason is about to start, and if you don't have the right team for preseason, that detrimentally affects your your regular season because you could see that with Chelsea. One of the major problems with Chelsea, especially last season, with the ownership coming on board and not and just kind of firing everybody without steadying the ship and just buying people winning lily some of them are bully playing and football manager a lot of things affected our preseason we had a horrible preseason and having a horrible preseason just kind of bled over into the regular season and that's basically what caused the catastrophe of kind of what happened to chelsea uh, during last season so my fans I'm hearing y'all doing protests, like, storm the house, do some... Hey, I'm not encouraging violence, but I'm just saying, peaceful protests. <laughs> peaceful protests, you'll get there. <laughs> One day, I have a dream now, bro. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. All right, the next person I have uh, on my list to talk about is Liverpool. Liverpool, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? What's popping? This is not deal, like... Liverpool have gone radio silence. Someone's got to check on a Liverpool fan, all right? Because I need to know how y'all done. Because at least Manu is buying... At least Manu shows that, look, we still got money, all right? We don't got that money, money. We don't got that bread, bread. But we got money, all right? We got money to to get players that our manager wants. At least we think he likes. But Liverpool, you got one guy for like 35 or something like that. And since then, it's been radio silence. Like, Liverpool fans... At this point, if I were you, I will open a GoFundMe account, all right? Open a GoFundMe account, Liverpool fans. You will never walk alone. You always sing that song. This is the time not to walk alone, Liverpool fans, all right? Open a GoFundMe account because summer is going, you know, you don't have midfield. At least if I'm hearing they want to convert uh, Trent into a midfielder. If you convert Trent into a midfielder, who is going to play your right back? Okay, I've said my own. I keep I hold my peace. And yeah, <laughs> Liverpool, y'all gotta get you gotta get pushing because the the season is the, the time is flying by, all right. Um but I'm excited, man. Chelsea's about to start Kaiseido conversation next week. So we're about to get that D uh, uh CDM lockdown, get another midfielder that's gonna replace Mount. Yeah, we look. If you if your club needs somebody to buy, we got Pulisic. We got him on a seventy five percent seventy five percent sale right now. Uh, we got uh, we have Gallagher. Gallagher is a what do you call it? Is a twenty percent twenty percent. That's it. Last price twenty percent off on <laughs> Gallagher. <laughs> what else do we have there? Where's there's one person that is there's one for oh. There's one unfortunate fellow called Aubameyang. Aubameyang is in the clearance. You know that red tag. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm taking a minute. All right. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for today. Uh, I'll try to keep it brief for today. Uh, since I'm the only one talking, as you can see, I've been talking for almost 15 minutes. It's amazing what, what I could, like, it's, this is why I love doing this, where half the conversations I'm having, I didn't even plan for them, but as, as I start talking, I love this sport so much that you wake me up in the middle of the night, and I, 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 I don't even care who you are, bro. I'll just, I'll talk you to death about 
football. Football is it's a lifestyle. When, when people say it's a lifestyle, this is what I actually believe football is a lifestyle because I can live and breathe this all day long. And hey, I love this. So for the game, you do anything. All right. So for all of you who've stuck stuck with me so far, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my uh, to my voice. Uh, don't worry. Next time I'll have Jared here to join me. Uh, I also have some plans that we have for our upcoming episodes. I would like us to uh, interview some actual fans, like a Liverpool fan, or Man City fan. I found a Man City fan. All right, it's rare, but. It sounds like he's a Man City fan. We'll actually see how loyal he is. So I want to, like, next person I want to meet, I want to meet a sports fan. Please, if you're a Nigerian and you're a sports fan, hit me up, all right? Hit me up. Hit me up. Just comment. Put your comments on Twitter. I'm going to post this on Twitter. I'm also going to post this on Instagram. So, hey, if you're a sports fan, and I'm not talking plastic fans, because, okay, let me, let, me, let me put public service announcement. Anybody that measures any team that you have not watched them since before 2000s, like, all right, let me, let, that's cap, because I, I don't feel, I don't even feel like I, because we didn't have DSTV back in Nigeria, all right, let's not lie, all right, I used to watch Chelsea, some Chelsea matches, I'll be, I'll be, i watching them for one random shop like that, all right, so background, <laughs> just, that. so if, if you're, if, if you're actual sports fan, like, don't tell me you came in when Harry Kane was bowling. Like, don't if you are just bounce. I want you to tell me when you were see, watching Defoe, when you're watching uh, Kiwell, when you're watching what's that uh, Mido. Eh? If you are not, if you are not, if you don't have that kind of experience, don't even, don't near my, don't near the comment section. All right. If you're a sports fan, I want to hear from you. Your thoughts, your thoughts, like how to see how, how your transfer season is going so far. What your chances are of winning the trophy? Yes, I gotta put that there. Hey, I'm a Chelsea fan. Any any downfall of uh, thought, uh, any sports fan is is my is my joy. <laughs> it's just how it is. <laughs> Nothing personal. <laughs> but anyway, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I hope you have a blessed week. Um, have a great Fourth of July, everybody. Um, next time we'll have, uh, like I said, Gerald will be here, so we'll have some trivia's to go over, and yeah. I hope you have a blessed week. Enjoy your weekend. If you have an extended holiday, enjoy your extended holiday. If you're listening to this while you're on vacation, enjoy your vacation. And be well and be safe. All right? God bless, guys. Peace.